After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sinmo podcast. We are live recording this on a Tuesday night after watching some playoff basketball. And as people in the live chat are talking about, the playoff hangover is a little bit real, right? The Sacramento Kings were eliminated just a couple of days ago. I was watching the Warriors Lakers game with Morgan, and at the start, they were highlighting all of Steph Curry's amazing playoff games. And Morgan goes, What are you doing? When I muted the TV and looked down. I couldn't hear it. I'm just, it's too soon for me to hear about that 50-point game. Warren's like, you're ridiculous. Yep. Still feel that way. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm an emotional being, but like that, I'm like, okay. let's stand talk. Another moment that happened. Stan. Another moment that happened yesterday. So we went to the Kings exit interviews with all the players yesterday at Golden One Center. And after, hey, let's, let's go get some lunch. So we went to McCooney, and they put us upstairs. There's two TVs on upstairs. Both TVs had Kings Warriors on, and I was facing them. And I'm like, Morgan, I can't. No, no, no. I said, I said, Deuce, yo, I'm trying to like talk to you about what we just heard at the exit interviews. And he's like, I can't even pay attention to you. The game's on two different TVs. It hurts. Yeah. So what did I? I said, switch seats, asshole. Let's go. Let's move. And so I switched seats, and then finally he could pay attention. Like what? Come on, man. Come on. Uh, it was challenging for me. So the purpose of tonight's podcast is we're just going to have a chill night chat. There's no game. So we're going to reflect a little bit on the season, this magical season. Read the chat. Shout out to our guy, Rob, for just donating 20 bucks. And, Thanks, Rob. Uh, if people decide to join us on Twitter spaces and want to chat with us about the season, their favorite moments, things that they want to see this offseason, whatever comes to their mind, they can do that in Twitter spaces as well as the, the live chat and in Discord. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, Morgan, we were at those King's Exit interviews yesterday. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, Damanis Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, Terrence Davis, Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Trey Lyles, Keegan Murray, and Kevin Herter talked to the media 
on Monday, like the day after. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to do less if you're a player than the day after you lose a game seven? Go talk to the stupid media. Yeah. No, it was, um, <laughs> and like it's short and sweet, but truly it's like, really? I had to talk, you know, and like some, some questions are, it, it, and these questions were perfectly fine, I think too, but it's just like as a player, what do you plan on working on this off season? You know, some guys were like, Oh, we'll talk about what some guy said, but my favorite was Malik. I don't know yet. You know, and he wasn't being an ass or anything. He was just like, I don't know yet. Like, I'm just, he's kind of still hurting and is like, I need a second and then I'll reflect and get on to what I need to work on. What was your biggest takeaway listening to all those guys? Is there one person yes. who jumped out to you? Trey Lyles, mm. Trey Lyles. Mm. Like, it was um it it made it made you feel in so many ways like if you are one of those people out there that have a hard time connecting with athletes cuz they make lots of money or like you just don't get it whatever it may be if you didn't connect with what Trey Lyles had to say about connecting with other human beings and these being his teammates and for the first time ever feeling like he has a home is at home um it was it wasn't just like oh that's really sweet what he had to say was so powerful and so validating to what this year really was for all these guys and for those who missed it here's what trey uh, had to say i said it last night just the togetherness of this group um, even today when we were just all here, just hanging around and just talking with one another, just, I think, um, the friendships, the togetherness, the, you know, the bonding between everybody, I think is, is really what sticks out the most to me. Trey, you were traded here last season. So your first full season here, what, what was the first full year in Sacramento and, and how different was it from what you were expecting coming into a franchise that was in the middle of that long playoff drought? Um, I mean, I, I think it's pretty. It was pretty easy to to see and compare the total revamp and uh, revision of the team compared to last year. Um, you know, uh, came into like you said a drought a drought last year and was able to you know be a part of something special um, with this team, this organization this year. And um, you know, I think it's just one of the the small stepping stones to where we can go. So super optimistic. And then he, you know, Trey Lyles is a free agent. Um, so he has a lot to think about, but apparently he really wants to be back in Sacramento. Um, returning is honestly my number one priority. Um, the, the, the fellowship, the, the relationships that I've been able to create with these guys has been um, above and beyond anything that I've had in the past. Um, you know, I went to... Uh, on a personal side, I went to De'Aaron's like birthday dinner earlier this year, and that's the first time that I've ever, you know, hung out with, I guess you could say, a teammate or like in, inside of a personal matter like that at like a house, just having dinner and just you know hanging out. So um, for me, that's that's my number one priority: is just continue to be here and and build those relationships with these guys and and be part of something special. Morgan. I know. Sacramento went from being basketball hell to a place where someone after the season ends is saying, my number one priority is to be back here. And those are just like a few of the comments. You know, I thought another guy who jumped out to me was Terrence Davis. And 
I had asked Terrence Davis about Mike Brown, and he made the point of saying all the things we hear from all the players, just how Brown holds them accountable, communicates. But he also said something that was striking. He said, I played fewer minutes than at any point in my career, but I feel like I became a better player. Yep. How many times we saw Mike Brown call timeout and go right at TD and coach him up, right? Call on him. That's not easy to deal with. And then also giving him that longer leash Mm -hmm. in these last two games and that trust in these last two games, whether people agree or disagree with it. I mean, it was just a inconsistent, you know, rotation, but at the same time, he knew when he wanted to go to his guy and TD always stayed ready. I think another one that stood out to me too, is when De'Aaron was talking about the end of the season. And he said, this is the first season that I didn't want it to end, you know, because his first five seasons here, it was like, okay, we're just playing shitty losing basketball at the end of this year. Can this season be over? Can I go to Cancun? Oh, can I, you know, can a coach get fired? Whatever's going to happen next. Like, let's just move on. And this year, it stung a little bit more because they wanted to move on. And that sting is going to help motivate them in the summer. It has to. And that's kind of like the pain and the scars of being in the playoffs when you learn some tough lessons. And there are some guys that are going to have to look in the mirror. And I felt like every player who talked that day kind of hinted at that. Like Kevin Herter, when he was talking about how he needs to be in better shape. Yeah. And you're going, oh, was he out of shape? It's not like, oh, he came in and he was like fat or something. Yeah. The guy went from playing with Trey Young, which was a lot of standing around watching Trey Young Spot sometimes, up shooting, yeah. to moving like crazy and on offense, and then doing that for an entire season. Then go to the playoffs, and hey, uh, we need you to go chase around Clay Thompson. There's levels to this. You reference this all the time with Jason Tatum in the NBA Finals last year. He looked gassed. And for Herter, a guy who was 40% from three, made over 200, made, had over 200 threes made this year, he couldn't do anything Mm-mm. come playoff time. And so his mind says, like, I have to be better at that. I just have to be in better shape. And I, and I loved that breakdown of what he wanted to work on because I think you're exactly right. Some people question it and be like, well, what does he really mean by that? He means be like Steph Curry. Like no one's ever going to be like Steph Curry as a complete player. I mean, maybe one day again, but what Steph Curry, that element of Steph Curry, which is the way that he is like the best conditioned, one of the best conditioned athletes in all of sports. And even tonight against the Lakers, his ability to just dribble the ball, run around, come off a screen and then Uh, get his feet under him, get his shoulders squared, and somehow use his base to shoot this shot, and it goes in. Again, that is so tiring to Mm. find the will to, like, find that power within your legs to push that kind of shot. And those are the things that Kevin Herter is talking about conditioning-wise, too, when getting better at in the summer. The, the playoffs can expose a lot of weaknesses in players. Yeah. And that's what happens. You're taking on the elite of the elite, and especially when you're taking on a, the Warriors, they've won championships. They're going to find ways to look at your weaknesses. So we talk about Herder. Okay, conditioning. Sabonis. The jumper. The, 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 the 
he was not willing to take that jumper at all. It's interesting because watching game one tonight against the Warriors and Lakers, I heard Stan Van Gundy comparing a lot of what the Warriors were doing or the Lakers, even whatever, to how the Warriors were taking on Sacramento uh, in that first round of playoffs. And one of the first things I mentioned to you, I saw Looney in that drop coverage and AD is capable of shooting that jump shot. He's always had a nice little jump shot, a nice little shot, nice form. And he was taking it. He was willing. So it allowed, it forced Looney to have to come up a little bit more. And what happened? Oh, the Lakers dominated in the paint and not just because of Anthony Davis. So yeah, all those little things that where I just go, huh, that could have been Sabonis in his shot. And then all the adjustments that would have made for the Kings to keep attacking and not just settling when they weren't shooting well. It would change so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone in the chat saying Sabonis having two thumbs would be nice. Too. That would be, that's a great start. Let's start. Yeah. Right after, right after the exit interviews, he goes up oh, getting my x-ray, getting evaluated right after this to be like, Hey, you should get surgery or you should not or whatever it is. And he'll know in a couple of weeks. That's the other thing. He may need surgery. Uh, the good news, De'Aaron Fox is not going to need surgery. He was asked about that and he was indicating that it'll likely be healed in two to three weeks. And then after the interview, after uh, Keegan was almost done with his uh, little press conference, Jason Anderson said, hey, can you just tell us what the injury was? And he confirmed that the injury he had with the hand injury was mm -hmm. the same thing as Sabonis's, just a little less severe. Yeah, yeah, different, exactly. And so, because it wasn't even like, or it was a grade one um, when it came to the ligaments and everything that, it wasn't being yeah. talked about a lot, but if you've ever had any sort of ligament damage in any parts of your body, it's just painful. And guess what? The only thing sometimes they tell you, uh, is the way to heal it is time and time. And obviously the resources that they have with like muscle stimulators and all the other things that they have going on with the medical staff. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's pretty wild to think that you had these guys battle through and it's because not only did the medical staff clear them, but they wanted to battle through these injuries and be out there on the floor with their guys in this season. It's a tough team. Now the next tough step team. is, what are you going to do to get better? What are you going to do? Uh, someone in the chat, Monica saying, Sabonis said he learned he has to work on that jumper. Yeah, he has to not only work on it, but it's getting to the point that you're confident in it. Yeah. Right? If you work out on the whole, like remember last off season, Sabonis was working with lethal shooter on the three yep. and his three point percentage wasn't bad. He just didn't take a lot of them. Yeah. But if you don't do something a lot, if you worked on it all summer, then you don't do it during games when the time comes and it's the playoffs and the team's saying, go ahead and shoot it. Are you going to hesitate on it? Right. And it seemed like he was definitely thinking. Exactly. No, there's got to be times next season where it is the first option. You know, I think sometimes, I mean, you look at his assist numbers and the way that he loves getting teammates involved and commands so much on the offensive end that it's, he's always looking for something else when really, if that maybe becomes the first op option, especially after teams look at this first round of playoffs and go, this is what we need to do against Domas Sabonis going into the next year. That's how he's going to fix that problem. And then once he becomes that threat, they come back up. It allows him to create again, people moving around. 
I did put up a poll question today. Of course you did. Poll question was, who is your dog of the season? The options, De'Aaron Fox, <sighs> Demonis Sabonis, Mike Brown, and someone said I should put Playoff Deuce in there. So uh, Playoff the Deuce season, Playoff was, Deuce was like seven games, guys. Whoever said that. Again, I'm... Did one person really <laughs> say that, or did you just shove it in there? Look, I don't know who puts a poll question out there. I just <laughs> happen to be on it. I, I, I watched you speak. type it, but I didn't watch you type you, playoff deuce. You can't confirm that. You can't confirm that. <laughs> so stupid. Playoff deuce, man. I can't believe he it's getting a... anything. Why is? Why are any of you voting for that? Well, De'Aaron has soft? 57%. Mike Brown, 22. Playoff deuce at 11. <laughs> Sabonis at 10. Wow, deuce is beating Sabonis in something. Playoff deuce has a little dog in him. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk to people, as we mentioned, not only in the chat, because this is a chill little night chat edition. Uh, we'll do it on Twitter spaces and in Discord. Let's check in with someone who's super active in our Discord community. He's Malik Monk's number one fan, the one and only Dan. What's up, Dan? Hello. How you doing, man? Good. Well, tell me, man. Uh, we're reflecting a little bit on the season. Where, where, where's your head at at this point in time? Um, well, let's see. I made my first Kings game this weekend. That's right. And you didn't Whoa. say hi. Yeah, cool. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like I had to make it. I had to see the beam team. Like, I knew that um, they could lose, right? Like, people warned me, like, you're really going to fly down there and you're going to you know, um, I'm having a delay with, with the video feed. Sorry. Okay. It's like, are you really going to fly down there and, you know, pay a lot of money to steal and risk Curry beating them? And I was like, I have to, I have to go see the beam team. And what was your experience? like? I know you saw him lose, but what was your experience like? Uh, I'm so glad I went. I was really glad mm. to be there for this, like the standing ovation at the end. It just felt like the right conclusion. Uh, and I think about like how much I heard Coach Brown just like say like this is a these are all really good people, and like that's that's what it was like everybody on this team won me over. Um, I hate having you know cheering for teams where there's dirt bags like this team had none. <laughs> um, and like I just had to be there for that standing ovation. And you you obviously are Malik Monk's number one fan. What did you? What did you love from him this season? Um, you know, I think of the exit interviews with the Lakers last year, right? And he got that same question of like, hey, what are you going to work on over the, the off season?" And he says, I'm going to work on my free throw shooting because he shot like 70 something percent with the Lakers. And it really, you know, that was like a career low for him. And he's like, I got to come back and be better. And he did like he he shot free throws. Was, this was his highest percentage of his career. He's usually like the mid eighties, but you know he was closer to ninety percent. And he shot great free throws in the, in the playoffs. Um, but it did stand out to me some that like his three point shooting wasn't as good as it had been the last like two and a half years. And there's even a little bit of like ebb and flow with like his three pointer would. Like right after the All Star break, right, you can tell that he had practiced his three point shooting a bunch, and he picked it back up. But he actually started missing free throws, uh, and then he got his free throw shooting back. But then his three point shot kind of went mm. away again. 
That's so like, it, it, and then I think about like Herder of like Herder had this weird thing where he was shooting like sixty percent from three and like sixty five percent from the free throw line. Yeah, his numbers bit. were so weird this year. So you, weird. One thing yeah. you're talking about Malik Monk and the exit interviews, Morgan. The one thing that like jumped out to me about what he said yesterday when he was asked about Mike Brown, he was just talking about how Mike Brown let him be him, and just having that type of confidence in a guy. And look, Malik Monk had. I would say his best year in the NBA. Well, I know last year was nice too, but I, he was so impactful for this team. And, you know, Dan's talking about some of his free throw numbers alone, but it's like he embraced this role on such a different level. I felt like he was more consistent than inconsistent. Um, those times that he brought the undisciplined, chaotic energy, it would be frustrating. But for the most part, it felt like it was the chaotic energy the spark the lift that this king's team needed off the bench every single night so you know i also listened to his exit interview right and he there's that bit where he's talking about how you know he got to be himself um and you know and, and you mentioned there that you know that's maybe you know the mike brown was part of that but i think he was also talking about the the players on the team and i think back to like before the season started like you know, the first person to reach out to Monk when he when he got signed was Dave Davion Mitchell. Of like, right, some of these guys really knew Malik and knew what he could do, and so he showed up to a team where people were ready for him you know, to be a you know a playmaker and and to to do more Malik Malik things, and so he got to do it. Um, so Dan, my question is yeah. because you follow Malik Monk everywhere, he's going to be in Sacramento next year, I would assume. Are you are you back as a fan for now? Oh, oh yeah. Let's go, ah! let's go, Dan. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a Kings fan as long as as long as Malik's there, and if and you know if uh, I do think that if you know I think the way it plays out is right. You know the team's pretty committed to Herder and. Uh, you know, I think Monk's going to stay one more year, and then after that, he's going to be a free agent. I think it's going to be hard to keep him. Oh. Um, and so then, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, but... we'll just go one year at a time with you. Yeah. Well, Dan, yeah, dude, we, we appreciate you uh, being a part of the old Discord community and checking in with us tonight, man. Yeah, but I'm. You know, I'm, I know I'm. I come heavy with my Malik bias, so uh, apologize <laughs> no, if no, it's fun. It's all fun, that, dude. But... It's all fun. We appreciate it, dude. Malik was a lot of fun this year. Yeah, all right, you got to entertain the idea that maybe he starts with Vox next year. Okay, I'll entertain it at some point. I know, I know that doesn't you know, sit too comfortable with you, but it's it's not that I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I just like him in his role. But dude, like he was thinking about how often he was closing games. You know, I exactly. Mean, he's, it doesn't matter if you're starting. His ability to attack, to open up the floor, get to the free throw line. Yeah, he does a lot of great things out there, and I actually think sometimes yeah. defensively, man, the guy competes. So Dan, thanks so much, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'll, no, no, I'll go pass. ahead. Go, no, go pass. ahead. Well, you know, I, you know, he, um, I, I, I watched him through all the Hornets years, right? And that was really painful. Like he, he, he and again, back to the X interview, right? Where he says, like, it's about opportunity in this yeah, league. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He didn't feel like he got it. He didn't. He didn't get an opportunity in Charlotte. It was four painful years. And so, like, he is a super, super, thankful to have any opportunity right so like he's not going to ever talk bad about any role if it if it means he he's playing um but he also like he 
you know, he says like, it's, that's the coach's call and I embrace the role. I love it. Right. And so, you know, it's like, he's, there's a little bit, he's leaving room for like, but I would like to start. For sure. <laughs> I, and that's the thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt. Dan. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right thanks. Dan. Thanks. All right. We appreciate you. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. No, I, dude, any, any NBA player wants to start. Oh yeah. You're competitor. Of course you want to be out there. I mean, and you get to put it on your resume, all those different things. Uh, nosebleed seats man in, in the chat says, is Morgan blitzed or is she just tired? Dude, what the hell? I'm like looking at myself. Do I look tired? Because this is the second time after game seven, someone said that too. No, I'm neither. I'm completely sober in every way possible. But like, I don't know if I'm offended. Do I still look good? <laughs> like, uh, oh God. Um, also in the chat, um, a couple people have given Monk some love. Monica said she would love to see Monk be more consistent, but I love his energy. It's a trap to start Monk. I love that we're already at to that point where it's like, hey, let's go ahead and talk about um, starters and who should be gone and who should not be here. Um, we can continue to reflect on the season. Let's check in with our guy, Praneel. What's up, Praneel? What's up? Dude, Praneel has been a little sick. Wait, what? and Praneel, it's your birthday in two days. Wow. Yeah, it is. He's about to turn 17. Do you like that I remember that? Dude, that is great. Because I know it's May 4th. May the 4th be with you, Praneel. Yeah, it is May the 4th be with you. But the sad part is that it's the same day as my AP stats, AP test. Of course it is. Wait, and you're sick? How are you going to go? Oh, I'm like pushing through it. I have a CSA test. I have the AP stats, AP CSA test tomorrow and an AP Calc final tomorrow. So oh. would you oh. say that you're pushing through more like a De'Aaron Fox or like a Domas Sabonis kind of thing? Um... Probably like a, probably like a deer fox. I think his injury was worse. I think yes. Deer's injury was a little bit worse. Just real fast. Uh, sorry, Perniel. So what? you you know his birthday, Perniel's birthday. Yeah. Somehow know his birthday. Yeah. What's my birthday? July six. Yeah. Thank you. I know. I'm. I don't know. I don't retain anything when it comes to like even we were talking Just with. Want to make sure. Really quick, we were talking with people. Uh, Warriors people about the Warriors last year and I was referencing things and Deuce is like you're referencing the year before what are you doing so yeah I have my issues but anyway Perniel we're obviously reflecting back on the season sorry you're sick but um what how are you feeling after this this magical basketball season that we just experienced in Sacramento um uh, game seven I think like with with five minutes ago I knew it was over um uh it was like the string of like the curry plays we couldn't get a board and i was just like yep this this season's coming to a close and like i i, I want to like step by step i was i was mad at first and then i was sad and then i was just thinking back going like damn i saw playoff basketball for the first time in my life and i was just really happy really appreciated to be able to like experience that just being able to watch that feel that and first of all i was i was super like happy that we had Mike Brown. I think that was the first like thought. I was like, damn, this probably would have never happened if we didn't have Mike Brown, that culture shift, all the things to happen. And then I thought back to the Sabonis trade and thinking like, damn, without Domas, this probably wouldn't have happened either. Domas unlocked that other uh, other switch in Fox, which I, I thought Fox had in him the entire, like for, for his entire career. I thought De'Aaron has been able to be this type of player 
since that 25-4-7 year that he had, I think, in his third NBA career, a third NBA season. But, yeah. And I, I'm just I'm just really happy that this season happened. And I'm, I'm happy for all the um, opportunities that you guys gave me as Deuce and Mo and, like, being able to go on Good Day Sacramento, talk basketball there. And th- this was a pretty big year for me and the Kings, too. So just, just happy to be here and be able to talk basketball in front of, like, a community like this. Pernil, we, like, we kicked the door open. You, like, barged through it okay you had to come through it you've done such an amazing job we're so lucky that you're part of this we, community. Didn't we, kind of, we didn't kick it open because then he went no, out no, to we, barge through it. i said we nudged oh we so nudged it open and he kicked it open no, no, and barged no, through no no you said we kicked it open well i meant like we through. did we like nudged it open with our foot you know yeah so it's okay. just like, a, just like a, a little just a little bit yeah, and then yeah. He, okay kind of like when carlin's like yeah, like yeah. running through i just want to make sure that's perineal okay no fair enough uh perineal so are you optimistic that this team is a playoff team going forward. I honestly don't see why not. Um, I know that people will talk about, oh, um, uh, they'll figure it out. Uh, the Warriors kind of give the blueprint how to stop this team. But I think that all we're really away from being a true contending team is a, defend- a defensive wing, a wing that can just lock down. And I don't think Keegan is like going for it. I don't think Keegan's like a true four at the MA position. We saw the issues with the rebounding in that Warrior series. We kind of just was like, it was just like Domas and vibes to, to figure out and how to stop Looney and like all the Warriors crashing the boards and the double big lineup that they would throw out with Draymond and Looney. But um, I think that you add a defensive wing and add like a rebounding rebounding big Nexus to bonus and, and you're set. You, you're going to be contending for years to come. Jeremy and, Grant. Jeremy Grant. Well, if Portland breaks things down, <laughs> do you like Jeremy Grant? Absolutely. And I mean, Jeremy Grant, would, would, I did want Jeremy Grant before Portland went out and got him silly because he's a great defender. Um, I'm going to check his rebounding numbers, but I know he's a great defender. He's a great, he was great. I think he averaged like 20 points or so for the Portland Trailblazers, so he can shoot the basketball. He's a good self, good off-ball creator, has some shown some flashes of like self-creation. He shot 40% from three, averaged 20 points. And I mean, the rebounding numbers, he doesn't rebound the ball great, but... For for a for a four or three that can defend, shoot, and score, he's great. Yeah. And I, I'd say the available players, um, there's there's like sort of a tier list that I'm like looking at. My wish is Jalen Brown. It's an extreme wish. It's if like the Sixers come out, sweep the Celtics, Jalen Brown wants out because Tatum plays bad. Mm. And then we somehow have to package like some miracle deal that'll probably see Keegan going away. But like for a guy like Jalen Brown, I think I'm okay with that simply because Jalen Brown would be an incredible 1B, 1A star next to De'Aaron Fox, and he would fit in very good with this team and be a great defender, and I really do like Jalen Brown, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I, I like Kyle Kuzma. I like Jeremy Grant. Um, I really do do want Cam Johnson because Cam Johnson would be another one of those like three, four guys that can defend, play situational basketball, great shooter, great finisher, great off-ball scorer. Um, but but yeah, the market for wings in this free agency class is not bad. I think that some of the guys will get signed up. I think Cam Johnson will not be a guy that we can go and get. I don't think Jeremy Grant will be a guy and go and get. Um, Kyle Kuzma maybe, but um, if we leverage our options right, we can maybe get out of here with a solid wing, solid three, four type of player. I love that. that. I just in. I threw it out there and Pernil's like, well, yes. here's my tiers and here are the guys I'm Wait, looking at. Here's check the guys. On the rebounds, yeah, go ahead. Really okay. Quick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. We're good to go. Uh, Pernil. Pernil, seriously. Um, 
Number one, I hope you feel better ASAP. Yeah. Happy early birthday. Yeah. And yeah, dude, thanks for being a part of the community. I think we're all excited about where things are headed. It sucks that it ended because, I, you know, even watching the games tonight, I'm just like, God, I wish I wish the Kings were playing the Lakers tonight at Golden 1 Center. Yeah, you know? I know. And, and it, there, that feeling was so, it was so fun, especially when they went up 2-0. The feeling after they won game six it, it was euphoric. Pernil, was there anything, because you said this was obviously your first playoffs ever as a fan. Um, and I mean, I was little when the Kings first made the playoffs. And I remember just being really emotional. Like, I, I, I loved basketball. I understood basketball. I understood sports. But I was really emotional on a level I couldn't even explain. Did you feel more emotional in this playoff series than you have ever before? Or do you think it was just pretty normal for you? Yeah, and for sure. And um, game one, uh, we had like a photo shoot thing. And my mom had to tell me at least 15 times to get off my phone. Because out on my phone in my pocket with the game running and the sound on, well, we were like, take, it was like family photo shoot thing to like update our family photos around the house or whatever. And my mom put it like two months before. It was like $100 deposit. So she couldn't like get out of it because <laughs> of the Kings game. But that's just the point. Um. I had my phone on with like the noise in the background and every time she would like stop clicking the photos or whatever, I'll get my phone. I'll start watching and I would like pump my fist or yell really loudly whenever something good happened. And then after the game, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the game and I was so loud. I mean, it, it was euphoric just watching that game one and that type of like weird scenario going to the going to get wings afterwards and just seeing Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, just wreck shit. Just, <laughs> just absolute shot making clinic was beautiful. And I mean, the feelings I had, I, I'm also a Buccaneers fan. I don't know if I've said that before, but yes, I'm, I'm not a bandwagon. I am not a bandwagon. I, I swear know, to God, I, I am know. not a bandwagon. But um, seeing that first like playoff series, Tom Brady just going crazy, um, that that feeling was a little bit less compared to this. And the feeling that I had here is something I can't really replicate because like I, I don't have anyone to really share my Bucks fandom with except for my dad. Yeah. And, like with the Kings, I can. I can share the fandom with my friends and like this community and Twitter and everything. And it's just amazing to see all these people that I've gone to talk to interact with feeling the same thing as me. And it's just amazing. Well, dude, you have been such a fun addition to the Kings community. I'm so glad you're putting your stuff out. I I'm ready for your, you to create more content. The draft's coming up. Hell We're going to yeah. be bugging you about draft time. So, uh, dude, yeah. And May, May 9th is my final AP test. AP Lang is done May 9th. And then my free time is just absolutely like open. I literally have like starting May 9th. I have the SAT on like May 6th. I'm June 6th. But like outside of that, it's just like 81 minutes of doing nothing in block one. 81 minutes of doing nothing in block two. 81 minutes of doing nothing in block three. So like it's literally just me watching games, reviewing clips, putting out stuff. So like I'm super excited. And I'll have more stuff on the way. Also, um, one last thing. I want to do okay. like one draft tidbit. Um, okay. For any future, for anyone that wants to get into the draft early, watch Alabama games. Look at look at um, Noah Clowney. That's that's one of my guys so far right now. Noah Clowney, rebounding forward, freshman. He looks really good. He has a good three point shooting stroke. The shot hasn't really fallen, but good finisher, good rebounder. Look out for him. That's the first guy. But hell um, yeah. The, guys that i like um in this draft and i'm really excited for draft time it's probably one of my favorite times of the year so i'm really excited well perneal thanks so much You're man we appreciate you all right yeah appreciate you guys um i'll see you guys Bye-bye. bye 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 perneal oh my god you get him going oh 
I can fire it up. I'm so I'm like, get your test done so then we can have you. Okay. Like, come on, be done with your other life. Someone was mentioning Deuce. Um, next time, uh, have Perniel send an email instead before he gets on because he was talking forever. Here's the thing, man. Wait, who I, was talking forever? Perniel was. Oh, no. That and wasn't no. even enough for me. Here's the thing. This is a stream, and it's a night chat. People on the pod, you can fast forward if you want. This isn't like an old school radio or, all right, we got to get to the next caller. You get 30 seconds, and we'll cut you up. Like, we have conversations here. It's not, you know, we're just hanging out. It's chill, man. Let Perniel cook a little bit. Let him cook. Guy's about to be 17 next week, oh. and he knows more than... Most of us. That Pretty is true. Badass. Speaking of someone who knows a lot. This is also true. Oh, he oh. is uh, one of our favorites. Let's go to him. His name is Coach Nick. Hi, Coach Nick. Hi, Juzamo. I just want to say that I need to hear something on my 58 that the Stadium Arena is going to be doing some renovations. <laughs> I did not know that. Thanks for the update about Stockton Kings. It was on the news. Okay, thank you. you. Know, <laughs> Thanks for the update. It was on the news, you know, because the city of Stockton wants to do that because, you know, they want maybe have possible have NTAA there, hockey team there. I did hear something about Vivek wants to buy a hockey team. Okay. Wow. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the King season for a second, though, Nick. <laughs> How are you feeling? It's over. Are you are you sad? I am a little sad, but you know what? At least when we went to the playoffs, you know. At least we went. At least we went to the playoffs. Yeah, Nick. you know, I'm I'm grateful for that we did. You know, first of all, I wanted to tell you guys do some out. I wanted to say thank you guys for being part of my life, and thank you guys. For doing all this night chat and growing this whole community, you know, you guys have made made my day. You know, being able to come into the games to come see Morgan a lot, pre and post, you know, going to see dudes. Oh. You know, you guys have done a great job. And for me, coming to your show, you guys did great. My favorite part was saying Deuce Mo, Deuce Mo. They tell you what they know. Is that when you went on stage and you were asked to get off stage because you weren't supposed yeah. to be on stage, and, right? Nick, you know, my favorite time was coming to hang out with you guys. Oh. You know, Nick, and that, coming to the games. You've been one of my most favorite things of this entire season, and I know you say that was your favorite song and everything, but I mean, I think my favorite thing has become why not because. Not only have I used why not light the beam, why not win this game, why not make the playoffs all throughout this King season, I've kind of used your saying in all aspects of my life. I say, why not go to the gym? Why not not eat this extra cookie? I was going to say, more like, why not eat uh, a gallon of ice cream? <laughs> why not? Why not light the beam? Why not? Yeah. Yes, Nick. All right, Nick. And, and before we let you go, I, I'm hoping now because we're at the end of the season, you compliment us a little bit. You can just finally admit who is your favorite. Oh, is it me? Deuce Mason or is it Morgan Reagan? And we know the answer. It's it's both of you guys. Oh, you're so great. You and Deuce. 
All right, Nick. And well, we appreciate you. Thanks for your positivity. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Sleep beams, okay? It, it, yes. The, the Warriors and Lakers. Lakers did win tonight. They yeah. did win. They did win. And we're going to see you during more more of our podcast this offseason, okay? Sleep so beams. The roast will be night chats, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Sleep beams, and Nick. Sleep beams. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but wait, oh, what else can I say one more time? Dude. Oh, man. He's such a sweetheart. What a great, great addition to our lives. Let's go to another, let's go to another sweetheart. One of my favorites, that local guy, a.k.a. Drew, oh. is in the building. Drew, what's up, my man? Hi. How are, how are you holding up? Uh, are you suffering from a playoff hangover? Uh, yeah, the film room is collecting some cobwebs. Mm. Haven't mm. been in there in about a week in the middle of the series. It was because of anxiety. And uh, once the season ended, it was more, you know, depression. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm doing okay for the most part. I, I, how, how about you guys? I mean, I I think we're all feeling that little uh, playoff hangover just from all different aspects, right? Just go, go, go. I mean, you talk about the anxiety that you were feeling. I think we are all feeling that in one set, one way or another. But um, but you know, I I Drew, whenever I keep trying to, I I'm not even forcing myself to have this perspective, but I keep going back to, wow we are never going to feel this way again next season there's a first round of playoffs exit by the sacramento kings we're going to be talking about what changes need to happen mm. instead of having our reflecting on the beam team yeah. night chat podcast <laughs> talking to everyone so that's why like for me i'm trying to just really soak that in while it's here well i i've said this so much throughout the year it was enjoying this moment because there's nothing like the come up for the reasons you just talked yeah. about. Like this season, it wasn't that, oh, your team just made the playoffs. Like they were number one in offensive rating. You had a coach of the year. Two of your players made the all-star team. One of your players won the first ever clutch award. They were fun to watch. They were a likable team and they went seven games against the defending champs. Like, it was a special year. We've watched a lot of bad basketball. We've had some good basketball as Kings fans. Yeah. For the most part, it's been bad basketball. So for having a team to have a team like this, it's been fun. And then also like there's, I think a sense of optimism that this team can get better going into next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I have decided that, um, and I actually spoke with a few other people that agreed with the sentiment. This team could rattle off five straight championships. Uh, this team could make a whole bunch of deep playoff runs. This is a season that we're always going to remember. You know, there, there truly is nothing like the come up. You know, I, and and for it to be as loud and as resounding of an arrival as it was, you know, you don't usually it's 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 like a precipitous climb up 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 the standings, right? I mean, even those great Adelman Kings teams. Those, those first two seasons, they were the eight seed. Then they started turning into a contender, right? To be the three seed for the first time that you make the playoffs in 17 years, that's that's an announcement to the league. Like, oh, yeah, we're, we're here and we're for real. And, uh, of course, you know, basketball discourse overall is kind of just cooked, like, beyond 
any type of savings because people just like to build things up just to break them down. Right. Uh, I would say the Kings universally, like the most liked team this year in the league, uh, still saw some negativity out there from people. But uh, I, I don't think we're ever going to get this again where neutrals around the league are saying, oh, I love this team. Yeah, I love everything about them. I love all the players. You know, I love the coaching staff. I love the way they play. It's just not going to be like that again. Um, and, and yeah, I've had tons of discussions about how, yeah, like it's, you know, the, the, the energy that this city had this season, simply because the team was playing well, I honestly think it probably would have been the same had to be a, had to been a playing team, <laughs> quite frankly, because no, that's we true. love this team so much. And you know, like any type of success, this city would have gotten behind them. Uh, to nearly win 50 games, to be the three seed, to have to to have the you know to to gain the right and the privilege to host a game seven, a winner take all game uh, at Golden One Center, not something that I had on my bingo card for the season. And I think everybody was as shocked as they were, uh, were so excited. Uh, you know, for me, I'll never forget game one that whole day. Uh. You know, 5:30 p.m. start time kind of throws you off. You're like, okay, what time do I get down there? turns out if you were three hours early you were probably two hours late and the energy in downtown that day was unbelievable like just, i mean even the day before they had the rally they had you know all the you know they opened up the playground the energy friday night was crazy yeah we, we had our live day, show we had our live show down there that you couldn't get into right. oh. yeah it was yeah wow <laughs> no but you're right that energy was insane like that game and you f- when it was 25 minutes before tip off and everyone was standing and it was la- I'm like oh my god like these players haven't even come out for the warm ups yet and it is insane well kevin herder you guys i think i mean if you both heard that in yeah. his as exit interviews yeah. he talked about coming out and how he just had chills just chills from that crowd in that game one and you know you keep looking at all these this the special moments and the special team. And I think this team did a really good job of vibing off of positivity and, and the magic that was surrounding it. But now if you look at building and going into next season, we just have all talked about how, you know, the magic's going to die down um, because expectations are going to be different. Teams are going to have their film and know what this team's about, especially offensively, especially if things change, it's not going to all be the same. So do the Kings need to substitute all of that magic and positive energy with a star player or is it just going to be like they can still ride the wave of this a little bit longer and and have this great bas- team basketball? That's what that's what's crazy, Drew, is how much this team basketball has worked for them this season at such a high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess it's uh, it's a vibes versus uh, results kind of thing right now, right? Uh, I mean, number one guy at the top of the list for me that Monty McNair has to make a difficult decision on if it ends up being difficult is Trey Lyles, right? Like Trey, the energy he brought, the just, he's such a likable guy. It seems like everybody loved him. Uh, he's one of those guys where it's like, okay, yeah, he's great to have around. He fills a very, very specific role that you need. And really, I can't think of another player of Trey's mold that has been a Sacramento King. Maybe Patrick Patterson, you know, and Patrick mm-hmm. Patterson played on a bad Kings team. His, his best contribution was getting the Kings Rudy Gay. So 
Trey, Trey Lyles is a guy that you have to make a decision on, and it, it might be a vibes versus production versus price thing. You know, at a certain point during the season, I thought to myself, he might be pricing himself out of Sacramento with how well he fills his role. I had a few fans of other teams like reach out to me and be like, hey, how much do you think Trey Lyles, I don't know why they talked to me about how much he costs as far as the contract, <laughs> but they're like, how much do you think he would go on go for on the open market as a free agent? Because our team needs a guy like him. And I said, hey, at this point, he might be pricing himself out of Sacramento. And so it's decisions like that that are that could potentially be painful, you know, and and I'm not looking forward to it. But I think we know by now Mike Brown is he was serious when he said, I'm not just here to get to the playoffs. I'm here to win a championship. And if that is the ultimate goal, which should be every team's ultimate goal. Yeah, you might you might see some guys leave that you don't want to see leaving. You might see some guys get traded off, you know, traded away uh, that you might not want to see traded away. But I I do think that Monty McNair is going to do the best he can to kind of balance that uh, if possible. And I look, we we can't do anything but give Monty the benefit of the doubt by this point, right? He's he's proven himself to be one hell of an executive. So uh, I trust whatever he does. And, uh, you know, if it means shipping guys off that we don't want to go, we don't want to see go, then so be it. But um, it, it, will, it probably won't be for naught because Monty knows what he's doing. Drew, I've said this to you before, but, dude, you know the game so well, and it's so cool, some of the content you put out there. One, you're hilarious, but two, you know the game. And you've been all, it's been fun to follow you this year, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've gotten to know you a little bit this year. Hey, likewise, uh, you guys mean so much to this community. You mean so much to every Kings fan out there. I don't like to speak for everybody usually, you know, because there's always going to be one person who's like, hey, hey, don't talk, you know, don't speak for me. But I will speak for every Kings fan when I say this. You guys are the best. You guys are the absolute nicest people that I've ever been around. You're so sweet, so kind, always there to offer any type. Like, Deuce is always telling me, hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. It's like, what can I possibly need from Deuce Mason? <laughs> uh, I, I still don't know the answer to that, but he's always willing to offer help and assistance. Morgan, Morgan, every time I see you, you're just, you're just the, you guys are the best. I will miss seeing you guys at every home game. Uh, I, will, I will miss being able to talk Kings basketball for, with you guys, or at least, you know, regular season and playoff basketball with you guys. And, uh, yeah, just waiting for summer league and the draft. We can talk about that. But That's you guys are the absolute best. Dude, Seriously. you're the man. Thanks so I'll much. see you at RB soon. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, let me know ahead of time so I can cop a meat mountain for you. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Drew. Bye, Drew. Oh, man. Uh, he, no, truly, like, Thanks if you guys words. are not following yeah. him and his content, um, just incredible. I mean, the way that he breaks things down and even when we talk to him um, on some of our shows – and ask him how he watches the game and how, you know, he doesn't watch the ball and he watches everything mm. else and that how that has truly transformed the way that he breaks down things. It's just you learn a lot from him and his content as well. So I'm really glad that we have Drew in this community. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us late here on this night chat on a Tuesday night, dipping into the 11 p.m. hour. Let's go. Be grateful. Uh, just donated $10. Morgan saying... I lost my husband last year, and the Kings gave me something to cheer about. For a few hours, I didn't have to be sad. This is bittersweet, but I'm glad I can go nuts again for the home team. Hashtag light the beam. Well, I'm so sorry for your loss, and it 
it is amazing what sports can do for someone. Yep. And I, I mean, I felt I've talked about this before growing up. Like I just need so many distractions in life with like the chaos in my childhood and my dad being in and out of prison and being in a small apartment with chaos around me at times. Yeah. Being able to like escape and go watch a game was like the best thing. Go listen to a game on the radio. Sports was my escape. And, and for so many people, it's the same thing. And it, it's a little bit helpful, too, when your team's actually winning. Yeah. No, I, I think about be grateful and, and saying that. And I, it's just like, it's crazy how two good vibes and a good community can help with grief. And so, again, so sorry for your loss. And um, just, you know, glad that the Kings had this type of season for some people to kind of just be distracted and to vibe off of. I see the chats popping, talking a lot Ooh. about De'Aaron Fox versus Jaw. We don't need to get into that debate tonight, but De'Aaron, one of the best things about him this year was seeing not only him get better and become an all-star, but then seeing playoff Fox come out. Mm -hmm. and like, Dude, this guy. Different he was level. awesome in the playoffs. Yep. yep. And he's playing with a fractured index finger in his shooting hand. Yeah. No, it's, it's, if you were to ask me, and I don't mean to compare, but I'm just going to, if you were to ask me for the season, who's going to have a better playoff series, mm. Domas or De'Aaron, I would have said, oh, probably Domas, the experience, you know, he's, um, he's just been consistent all year long, whatever. But man, De'Aaron showed up. At a whole nother level. I mean, we were talking about through the first two games. We're like, he is the best player out there. And then, of course, Steph Curry said, let me shut that noise <laughs> down. But he, Steph Curry likes to do that in every series. Why do you have to bring his name up? Sorry. Man? I know. You had to go there? Well, he's playing right now, so... Uh, Sato says, I was actually in Japan for most of round one. My favorite memory was waking up my mom at 4.30 a.m. to watch the games on my app, my iPad through a <laughs> VPN. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I love that. All right, let's uh, check in with some more people. Oh, look who's here. We got Brooke in the building. What's up, Brooke? How much fun did you have going to games this year? Oh, my gosh. Way too much fun. Like... This was also my first playoffs. Um, I'm a little bit older than G. Uh, I'm not GGS, Pernil, <laughs> but um, but this was my first playoffs, and I think I have permanent vocal damage from <laughs> game one and two. Yeah, I kind of had the same thing, and I wasn't even screaming, so I can't even imagine what it was like screaming for this squad. But Brooke, you know, it being your first playoffs, then I have to ask, just kind of the same thing I asked Pernil emotionally what type of roller coaster were you on was did it feel so different than any other season before uh yes and no like i didn't really expect them to go out get out of um the first round so yeah when they got to game seven i was just like oh shit you know this is happening um so getting winning two games out of the bat was crazy and then that, the very low, it was definitely a roller coaster because it was like, holy shit. And mm -hmm. then the low of, oh my God, two, oh, what's going to happen? And then winning and then loot. Yeah, it was, it was a lot, but I wasn't like everyone else kind of, you know, losing their minds when they lost. I was just like, oh, okay, next year. Can't wait for next year, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel the same. It hurt. Game seven was such a weird feeling because that first half was so fun. 
And then when that third quarter hit, even that clay four-point play, I'm just like, oh, no. <sighs> and, and when th- there was a good portion of the fourth, you knew it was yeah, it was over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was weird just sitting there and watching something when you know the ending. And I just started, like, looking around the arena and thinking about what a year. What a year. It hurt, but it was also, like, my perspective going into the series was – this was going to be really hard, and the Warriors were probably going to win. I had a few people coming up to me, like, just trying to talk to me that were, like, working there and stuff, and I felt so bad. I couldn't give them time of day. My mind couldn't function with what they were saying because it did not matter. All that mattered was wherever my mindset was, and and my mindset was not like, oh, man, this sucks. We lost, but exactly the same thing, the, what we experienced um, this, this entire season, and... Um, it being so special, but you guys, I do have to say game six, when the Kings got the win, didn't nobody felt a different type of vibe going into game seven. Oh, I mean, going into game seven, my yes game at what I saw in game six, that was when I, I really was like, ah, the Kings are going to have a legit shot to win this shit. I just felt, it felt like the Warriors were a little discombobulated. They looked a little tired the Kings played so hard. I'm like, oh, shit, it's happening. So, yeah, I definitely was like, this could happen. Yeah. Man, that, but those wins felt so good. Like, those moments of winning in the playoffs, there's nothing like it. Yeah, Brooke, did you have a favorite moment from just being, like, not even, like, a favorite game, but, like, you were there in the arena multiple times. Like, a favorite moment from the season just being there. Um. I kind of been suffering from some like short-term memory loss lately, so um, <laughs> gonna have to say just that feeling after, like when they won game game one, the feeling like experiencing that and just feeling like, oh my god, it happened! Oh my god! Oh my god! And you know, just high-fiving everyone around us, and then you know, going outside to the beam. Mm. It's something I probably won't. Hopefully, I won't forget. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope not. Awesome. You can't forget the beam. <laughs> no, don't, just if you're going to remember one thing from this season, just remember game one and the beam, okay? Just remember, don't even yes. be like, what was the purple beam? All I remember it after a big game. Here's a question oh, that someone asked oh. me was, at what point, and I've seen it on our Discord too, but I had a friend text me about this today. Like, do you think they'll still do the beam going forward? I'm like, What? Yeah, the, the beams should go anywhere. Yeah, the beams just now. A thing. I will say this: I wonder if, like, in the coming years, it does evolve where it's not like. I mean, imagine having like a twenty a twenty win team, and like you're like having a player go out and go, "All right, let's light the beam." I think I think <laughs> at some point you would just like, "Hey, the light comes on when a king's win." Yeah, but when they're good, you're lighting it all the time, right? How do you guys feel about that? I think they need to change the button, first of all. The button's garbage right now. <laughs> well, the button, you, I think it started, like, as a piece of paper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, it, like, it doesn't even, when you hit it, it doesn't even, like, go down. Like, they should be able to hit it. And, it, you know, like, the easy button, the staple yeah. easy button? Yeah. It should be like that, where, like, you hit it. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And it goes down and it like shoots. It's like they spent like at least 1K on that depog chain. They could at least spend like 20 bucks mm-hmm. on that light the beam button. You're yeah, exactly we need right. A real, yeah, yeah, for sure. Need a real button. Or... We, you know how Slamsey got hooked up and like, yes, what's that called? A pulley got hooked up and then they brought him to the catwalk. <laughs> I don't know if it's a they, pulley. They hooked the player up to the catwalk and he goes and actually lights the beam Absolutely on top of the Absolutely not. Sounds how cool would like that liability. be? Oh, they're bringing Sabonis up. <laughs> He's going all the way to the catwalk. No, nope. That would be so badass. Nope. Cameras falling him. I would hate every second <laughs> of that for every play. Yeah. A harness. Every the harness. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Thank you. Um. Well, hey. Uh, go ahead. I have. I just want to say that my Taylor Swift theory was a hundred percent correct. Your Taylor Swift's that, and that was like in. I feel like that was like in July or August. Yeah. And it, I was very correct with it, and I just I'm here to accept my my praise for that. Okay. You can you, much. for those who don't remember, <laughs> can you give like a quick summary of what your Taylor Swift theory was and how it became correct? Basically, this, um, I don't even remember it. Um, it was, was releasing an album yeah. this year, and that she, every time she released an album, the San Francisco Giants would win the championship. That's right. That's right. Uh, for like four years. And I was like, it rubbed off because it stopped working for a little bit. And now she's releasing her 10th album. And it has like a purple theme to it. This is, this is it. This yeah. is the King's time. Yeah. And what's crazy is this King season was way better than that album she put out. Oh, right? mm-hmm. wow. Brooke, oh yeah, for sure. Brooke okay. Agrees. Fair, enough, fair enough. I was, <laughs> I thought she was going to get mad at me or something. Yeah. That did not pan no, no, no. Yeah. She agrees. Well, um, seriously, uh, we appreciate your support too. It's been, a. Uh, Morgan, I know you don't go on Discord, but Brooke's very active in there. She oh, no. ke- she keeps people in check too. We get some chaos I've, in there. I She's definitely the can tune into Discord. It doesn't mean that I'm actively talking, yeah. but well done, Brooke. Well done. Well, I love you guys and I love this community very much. We love You're you. You're the too. best. We'll, we we'll love talk Brooke. to you soon. Goodbye. I'm gonna go to bed now. All right. <laughs> sleep aims. Sleep aims. All right. We got so let, let, let's go through the rest of these. All right, yeah. I, I love this night chat tonight. This is it's a, a good vibes, right? Yeah, I mean, we haven't had anyone angry yet. Why would you even put that energy out there? I don't know. Uh, is it Khaled? Is that how I say it? Khaled. Yo, it's good, bro. Am I saying that right? Yes, you're saying the correct. Hey. How you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? Good. good. What's on your mind? I just, I just wanted to say that. My dad watches you guys every night. I appreciate you guys for keeping him entertained. Oh, okay. well, a couple of things. I'm offended. One, oh. because you're not saying anything about 
us entertaining you. Only your dad. No. You don't, you don't yeah. like us? Not. I'm here right now. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And, fair and, enough, and he's on the phone. Don't ever, <laughs> don't ever listen to Deuce. Don't ever listen to Deuce. One. No, it's all banter. It's all banter. But but two, that's so that is so cool. Seriously, that um he listens, that you're here right now. Um, appreciate it. Then I assume that you're both pretty big Kings fans and you enjoyed this season. Oh, of course, of course. Favorite thing from this season. My favorite thing is, is of course, making the playoffs. But aside from that, is getting respect from the league. Oh, that's a good, that's, that's a good hey, one. They're not the butt of every joke anymore. Yeah. They can't get clowned. You know, it's like, well, how do you clown? Someone said this the other day. God, who was they talking to? Short-term memory. Just like Brooke. <sighs> I can't remember. Okay. But they said, the Kings are everyone's second favorite team. Like Who's if you're first? an NBA fan, like you 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 can't oh, help but I like the Kings, saying. right? Yeah. Like yeah, everyone wanted the Kings to win this year, and, and like that's I think part of the reason like the ratings for that first round series were record setting. Yep, nearly 10 million people watched Game Seven. There's a few reasons. A Game Seven is just intriguing. The Warriors are an instant draw. But I think the other component was the Kings were really exciting to watch and people were rooting for the Kings to beat the war the Warriors. Yeah. You add all that up, that means mega ratings. People like the Kings. They love the Kings. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you got to enjoy it with your dad, man. It, there, there's got to be uh, it's it's got to be extra special to enjoy a season like that. You know, as longtime Kings fans, I'm sure you haven't seen many winning seasons with your dad. So to get that with him is cool. That's that's the part that hurts the most is every year we sucked and never really hurted me because I was used to it. Mm. And then once we got knocked out, that hit. Yeah, no, it hits harder, right? It's a little harder. Oh, way harder, yeah. Well, I mean, don't worry. Hopefully the the vibes and the culture of what's happening right now can – bleed into next season, be sustainable for a successful future for the squad. So then you and dad, you and your dad can keep watching some good basketball. Facts. This is just a start. Hell All right, yeah. man. Thanks for checking Thank in. Thank you. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. I do have one more, one more thing to ask of you guys. Yeah. Uh, what you got? I need your permission for something. Oh, oh no. <laughs> this is, this setup, so I, this setup makes me uncomfortable. What, what you got? So what you got? So listen, listen. I've lived in Sacramento my whole life. I've been a Kings fan my whole life. Okay. I kind of moved to LA last year. And no, I want to make the answer is no. Please. Just my second team. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Wait, La- you- he wants to make the Lakers his second team. And I said no. And I cut him off in the middle of it. And I'm so sorry, but I'll make your dad disown you. And that's absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. I- I'm honestly. Like this call was going so well, and the you have zero permission. I'm no, no, no. It's not just zero permission. Oh, what I, else? I'm offended at the question. <laughs> the- no, and here's my thing because I lived in LA when I was younger, and I was like thinking, oh, oh, how could I like root on an NBA team and um, feel? And it just didn't feel right. And so here, here's what I'll tell you: you can, it's your life. You can do whatever you want no, to do. No, but he can't. no, he can't. but here's my thing. No. But here's my thing. 
don't force it. And I'm telling you right now, the Laker bullshit is not going to feel right. So don't you dare force no, no, that. No. And here's the real thing. Ignore Morgan with the, you can do whatever you want in life. Because you can't with let this- your kids, like, you can't tell them not to do something. Otherwise, they're going to do something. No. Here, again, Parenting. this is Daddy Deuce talking, oh, all right? Oh, God. Here's what you need to realize. Hi, let me hear. You're either a Kings fan or you're not. There's no, I kind of like this team too. Look, man, I'm a Kings fan, but I'm an NBA fan. I watched the games tonight. I enjoyed watching the games tonight. But no, I'm not, I don't need a second favorite team. I don't need a backup team. You get one team. All right? You don't. Well, obviously, obviously. I mean, like, another team to watch. You watch them all. It's, ball is life. And it's fine if you watch the Lakers, but you can't root on the Lakers. Like, that's the thing. Because even in the playoffs, I, I always, well, not this season because the Kings made the playoffs, but I usually adopt a team. And I'm like, I, I really enjoy what the Spurs have done this year. You know what I'm saying? The, the Blazers, whoever. <laughs> and so then I like, I get excited when I do watch them. But I do not root for them. I do not act like a fan. And I think the Lakers are the absolute like scum to the earth when it comes to their fans and them. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Don't do it. Go, I, go go Clippers if you got to go in LA. I team. would also like. I would I would also like you to apologize for asking the question. <laughs> no, you don't apologize. Okay. I'll apologize. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. I appreciate. Yeah. It. Go Lakers. Go no. Lakers. No. 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 You're Wait, gonna just for how about just for the playoffs and we'll see how. It but, goes but okay, out. let me ask you this. Let's just. I want to play this out for a second before we move on. Let's just. Let me paint you a picture. You enjoyed this King season. My dad likes watching you guys. It's so fun. The beam's awesome. And then the Kings lose. You go, I'm going to start rooting for the Lakers. So the Lakers, let's say, win the championship. Are you super happy? Are you Great tell- question. My Lakers won. Are you buying a championship hat? Are you buying, like, what? No, I'm not buying, I'm not buying nothing like that. No, no, no. Okay. It's just like, like, if the, if the Lakers beat the Kings in the playoffs, I wouldn't go for the Lakers, obviously. I just I would hate them. The Lakers are just it's just not cute. No. I would just go Clippers if you're gonna no. go. Stop Clippers. it! What are we doing? But no, you don't root for another team. I'm not telling him he's th- so are you not listening to him at all? Are you I not am. understanding that? He's not gonna buy anything of the Lakers, he's not gonna buy anything of the Clippers, but he's gotta hate the Lakers. You can't even like like even like them. You can watch them. Ugh, you can watch them, but like root, uh, don't even root. Just if you're gonna watch a team and be like, you know what, I'm happy for a team, be happy for the Clippers, not the Lakers. Do not do anything associated with the Lakers. Because here's the here's the part that strikes me: like all my coworkers are Laker fans, and I just get so jealous of them how they they're all happy together or they're sad together. They're always like, you have this- us. You have us forever, virtually. Screw your coworkers in their yeah. stupid yellow jerseys. That color's ugly anyway. It is. It is pretty ugly. Thank All you. Right, well, well, hey, thanks for checking in. I hope your dad still loves you after this call. Hopefully, he's not listening right now. <laughs> All, All right. right. All right. We'll catch you later. See ya. Bye. Uh, gonna go talk to Bruce and Low in L.A. After, do they have a night chat there? Yeah, and they're probably like, 
The kings and laughing stock in the league forever. Is AD the best big of all time? All right. Uh, <laughs> we are such petty assholes. <laughs> Let's go to someone who's going to bring some, uh, I don't know, some kindness to this. Let's go to our guy, Daily Sabonis. I'm so glad he is checking in because he hosts spaces after games. Amazing. And his vibes and just positivity he's brought to the Kings community has been awesome. What's up, Daily Sabonis? What's up, guys? How's it going? Great, man. Uh, so I guess my question for you, when you reflect back on this season, what do you think? You know, we talked about this before, and I know Morgan mentioned this because uh, she stopped buying her spaces and, and she heard us talking about this, but the fact that we went from in the beginning of the year was what the expectation was 33 wins. And then now just last week we were like, damn, can we, can we win a game seven against the defending champs? We went from 33 wins to that. Like what the hell? It's wild. It is wild. And it was so crazy. It was such a fun (laughs) ride and to legit have a shot to advance in the first round. You know, I, I think Drew brought this up earlier. If if the Kings had just made the play-in, I think all of us would have been super excited about it. You know, we would have. So for them to win, yeah, and forty-eight then we games it after the All-Star break. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And think of that's what I always think about that time because even I was a little mixed after the trade deadline. I saw all these teams make moves. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to follow the top six, and the Kings just took off. You think about the win they had yeah. at home against Dallas, that Clippers game on the road, the double OT classic. That, that oh. freaking double overtime game, guys. Oh. That was insane. Um, I think my favorite moment was the Nets game on TNT. Oh. Yeah, I, I think... TD going off. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was special because it was like that, one of those first moments that the Kings got to say to the NBA world, like we're here, hope you're watching. And then you get to the final game of their season in a game seven and it almost 10 million people are watching, you know, and obviously different angles for different reasons too. But still you just look at what this Kings team did with their style of play. And they attracted so many basketball fans. And even then, we were doing so well, right? But then nobody really watched us until, like, after the Ulster break. They waited that long. And that's when we started getting coverage. And it was so weird. It, it took so long. And I felt like part of it was everyone else outside Sacramento who covered a league was, like, waiting for Sacramento to fall. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a cute story, but they're going to drop off, right? And they just never did. I think they're going to get a lot more national TV games next year. I mean, I think what they have end up having this year, if you don't count playoffs, obviously. So two. Was it only two? Yeah. I think wow. it was only two. I don't count. It. NBA, I don't count NBA TV. TV. Okay. It's not all that. I count ESPN and TNT games. Okay. They're going to get far more. They'll be in the double digits next year, I think. Oh, 100%. Uh, no, I do want to say, though, congrats on a great year, guys. Um, and I really appreciate it what that moment when you guys uh, – prioritized work-life balance live on the radio. That was amazing. Uh, I applaud you guys for that because we all know in social media, you know, that's the trend, right? You have to sacrifice everything to work towards your goals. And 
you got to embrace the grind, but I think work-life balance is super important. So I applaud you guys for that, for sure. Um, and I also want to say, I have people in my DMs right now crying uh, <laughs> over over this whole thing right now. So people are crying right now oh, wow. since we're, we're still processing the loss. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And, and thank you guys no. for being you. And well, and I mean, and throwing it back at you a little bit, because thank you. I think, I think that's, what's been making this so fun for us and for the rest of the Kings community is that there are some pretty cool platforms and some pretty cool people that are creating these communities and just how we all kind of collab and, uh, love one another. It's just been, it's been super fun. I think that's another thing that's just made this feel so special, no matter where people go for their Kings content. It always feels like it all intertwines. So. Yeah. And you know, I Cabo talk spaces right after a game. Oh yeah. I feel like I know daily Sabonis' voice. It's kind of like the soundtrack because I'll pop in after a game, yep. drive it home or whatever. I'll just listen. And you, the, you get the instant reaction from the fans, excitement, people upset, whatever. It's right there. Yep. Anyway, I, I really enjoy it. So I, I will say I, I'm kind of a dick though when people start going negative. Well, uh, you, I, you know I, what? I probably shouldn't shut them down, but it's like, come on, let's let's not blame one player on a loss. You know what I mean? That's you, not that's not you being a dick. That's yeah. actually like you you try to be rational with yes. things, which I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate your. You got to stay neutral. Yeah. You do a great job. Well, so, thank you. Yeah, thanks. And uh, thanks for the love. 100%. Uh, take care, guys. Thank you so much. Can't yeah. wait for next season. Yes, Hell daily yeah. Sabonis. Appreciate that. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah. And I appreciate the work-life balancing. It's it thinking back to... There's probably some people listening right now that don't even remember we did a show <laughs> <laughs> on the radio for two and a half months this season. And I'll uh. just... I. I am so glad we stopped doing it when we did. So there's no way we would have made it through the playoffs. Yeah. And when we were working playoffs, all I was thinking about was like, how would I have done this? How would I have done this at anywhere at like a good level? There's no way. Yeah. No. And that's, and that's why it was, it was one of those weird um, things emotionally for us too, because it's like, you start a job, you're quitting a job and you, you feel all these different types of things like, um, is it failure? Is it embarrassment? Is it, uh, am I doing the right thing? And then you have people like daily Sabonis and other people who just kind of validate what you did was the right thing. And it was like, Oh, that is re- like, you, you never realize you need that. It's like yeah. a virtual hug. And it was just, it's been so supportive. So cool. So Thank you, everyone, that has been um, super supportive along that journey as well. We have some more people we got to talk to lining up as this is a night chat reflecting on the Beam Team season. Another thing I have to remind myself constantly is how excited we were going into the season, and then the Kings started 0-4. <laughs> I, wasn't, I was never worried at 0-4, though. Uh, I think we were pretty... Was, no, I think we were in a good spot, if I remember right. We were disappointed, but I think our large thing was they are playing pretty well. That right was now. it, you guys. It was the style of play and the fact I was like, how they are losing. Remember, because I came into this season thinking there'll be a playing team, yeah. so I was expecting that. I was expecting losses, but man, it's competitive, and I love the style. That's all I cared about, and my expectations were low. They exceeded all expectations. Translated all their play translated into great, um, fun wins. 
48 of them. Mm. 48 of them. Yep. Wow. Well, then I guess, and then plus the playoff wins, but. Plus three in the playoffs, man. Plus three in the playoffs. Is this uh, Romanus? Is that how I say it? Roman? Roman. I see him in Discord all the time. I don't even know how to say his name. Because, well, because you're just typing away. Yeah, yeah. Romanus, if you're not there. Romanus, you've been waiting. Unmute yourself. Next. Yeah, let me go back to Twitter spaces for a second. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're, You're there. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, is I'm so, Romanus. Romanus, you, you're, you're, is, your mic sounds a little messed up right now. I know. <laughs> Nothing I can do now. It's all right, all right. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, where where are you at? Lithuania. I'm sorry? Lithuania. In India? Lithuania. 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 Okay. Okay. Lithuania. Yeah. It's a bonus stand up. Uh, did you enjoy this season? Yeah, very much. Um, I've been waiting for 17 years for it to happen. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's super great. I would ask you more questions, but your mic is so <laughs> under the water. So I'm just going to ask you one more thing. What was, if, if we can hear this, what was your favorite part of the season? Um, that, uh, Keegan Murray, um, not only, uh, overtook, uh, Curry, uh, and, uh, Mitchell for mid threes, but in total, he was in 15th place, um, yeah. by mid three. The, the the made three yeah. yeah dude setting the rookie record for threes the other thing that keegan said yesterday too is that his confidence got higher after playing the warriors yep and that's talk about a rookie getting that type of experience i asked him I'm like it's not often a rookie gets to be on a winning team and usually when a rookie's on a winning team they're not playing he started and played 30 minutes a night on a winning team. And then he got to the playoffs and his minutes were kind of up and down at first. And then he played that 45 minute game in game six, played game seven and he, he got better. Yeah. It was exciting to see. Well, Hey, we always appreciate you checking in, man. Um, oh, what I wanted to say, um, your well, mic sounds good we can now. Hear you better. Okay. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. Okay. So what I wanted to say more, um, while I was uh, watching your podcasts uh, on YouTube, uh, I never um, uh, could uh, keep up with the chat on YouTube. So I decided to join um, Discord channel and I'm very, very happy because the community is amazing. Aww. Yeah, our Discord. Yeah, I appreciate your, your uh, time and effort and always, always um, put on your uh, podcasts. Um, what uh, was um, also my kind of um, vibe that uh, Willard, uh, the orphan, <laughs> uh, yesterday or, or um, some summed up uh, our um, postseason, not, not um, playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is hilarious. Now, Willard, Willard's the best, man. Well, I'm so glad you uh, enjoyed Willard. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy the Discord, too. Yeah. We, we appreciate so you, man. Don't butcher me for, for my English, because, you know, um, my, it's my third language. You okay, say, okay, exactly. One. Hey, you know what? You know how many languages I know how to speak? One, okay? One. You your, speak three. And your English sounds great. Your, yeah. mi your microphone was the thing that was like, yeah. I thought maybe you were in a submarine. No, it got better now, at you came up out of the water and you sound great. Yeah, and sh yeah, shout out to you for speaking three languages. I'm just a dumb American. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Ball is life. Ball, Ball, Ball is, is life. life. Thank you so much, yeah. man. Oh, man. What a, what a gem. Dude, what a so gem. sweet. So, and I'm so glad that like his, his mic ended up getting a little better. Yeah, it did sound like really underwater. All right. Let's continue on. Let's check in with Rob. What's up, Rob? What's up, dude? Rob. How you doing, Mo? Hey, hey. How are you feeling, Rob? Man, I'm feeling a little better now, but uh, Sunday night was rough. I'm, I'm just telling you, it was, it was rough. And Monday morning, woke up a little, little despair. But uh, reflecting back on the season, it was amazing. <clears throat> Absolutely amazing. You know, I got two uh, Kings games remaining on my DVR. And one was that TNT, mm. uh, TNT game with Kevin Durant. And, you know, the other was the double OT game and, and with the Clippers. That was just such an amazing game. And that just told me, and what I saw was Fox and Monk, they just don't give a F, yeah. period. Wh whoever is out there, they just do not care. And they just go out there and ball. But, you know, I, I just want to say, I, you guys, both of you reinvigorated me as far as a Kings fan. You know, I've been a Kings fan for a long time. You know, my first game was 86. You know, been at the old Arco, new Arco was good with the Jason, Jason, uh, Jason Williams, white chocolate, all that, you know, the excitement of 97. Pales in comparison to what I felt after Game Six. I honestly felt, you know, the Sacramento Kings can 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 do something here. You know, that lineup, that small lineup. I just felt, you know, warm down. You know, my mantra throughout the years was, was defend, rebound, run, and that's what they did. And you know, they were the Warriors just could not keep up. And I honestly felt. I felt that they were going to win that game, especially at halftime. I was just feeling so good. Um, and then the despair hit in, you know. Yeah. But this was a wonderful year, you know. And by the way, I'm Rob the Ref. I didn't know if you guys knew oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we got okay. you. So, no. Yeah. Rob, so yeah. I talk, it's... Talk a lot of shit. I talk a lot of shit about officiating, but it's a hard <laughs> job. And those guys, are, those guys are really, really, really good. Oh, they so, are really, you know, really good. No, we, I, I, I give the officials crap for sure, but I also know it's, I would not want that job. That job is so hard and there's so much that goes into it. And NBA officiating is in this like transitional period too right now. But yeah, to go back to your saying like that, that Kings Clippers game, another favorite part of that game was after the press conference with Monk and Fox talking and absolutely th their mindset is like, yeah, we don't give a shit about them. Like, yeah. We're, we're good we're as here. anyone here. Yep. We're ready. 
yeah, it, the people got to worry about us. And that mindset was like, oh, this team not only won on the road, they believe in what they're doing. And they backed it up, yeah, though, in yeah, that game. You yeah. know, like, and that's that's the thing that was so cool about this team is that everything that they were saying, they kept backing up with their actions. And I think, you know, we talk about, oh, how special, how sweet, and everyone likes each other. But truly, like, the actions, mm. uh, it translating into wins is what really just put it over the edge for everyone. 100%. Um, that that effort that they give, you know, it's the, the one word that, that I use to describe them, they are resilient. You know, they they get down by 10 with three minutes left in the game and, you know, the crowd and everybody's getting nervous, but, you know, they're just so resilient. You know, they just keep coming at you, keep coming at you. And, uh, you know, you got to get, you got to credit Mike Brown. He's instilled that culture. Um, throughout the entire organization and uh it's from the top down it's it's gone all the way down i mean you're at the games you see what the staff and staff is like and and uh people that work there it's just a different environment that than it has been in the the past 12 15 years so um definitely positive organization i i anticipate them playing on on christmas uh, next year, you know, maybe a Warrior game. Woo! Um, Kings Warriors uh, Christmas yeah. in Sacramento. Also, it would, be, it would be the 20th anniversary of the Kings' last Christmas Day game against the Dallas Mavericks. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Rob, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you. No problem, brother. Take care, Mo. Thanks, Rob. Uh, so sweet. Good guy. Good guy. So sweet. I love I love it too. He's like, I know I give the officials a lot of shit, but they're really good at their jobs. Like the You would know. Yeah. No, well, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, people that that give love at the end of the day and the perspective is like why do you think it's I mean, it's just such a hard job. That's why not a lot of people want to be official <laughs> officials. Yeah. Uh I have to do this. I, I'm not happy about it, but we're going to go to Joel. Hi, Joel. What's up, Deuce and Mo? Deuce, what? why aren't you happy about it? You're happy about it. You're just lying. Uh, so Joel is a Warriors fan, and he is here to say what tonight? Dude, I just wanted to say hi. That's honestly all. I just wanted to see how you guys are doing. Are you doing okay after your team got smacked around tonight? AD dropping a 30-25 game on your ass. Yeah, well, <laughs> Anthony Davis can do that to pretty much anyone in the league. So I'm not I'm not um hanging my head too low, but good. um they they brought everything they had tonight. It was a good game. Um I think it'll be a good seven game series. Um Ooh. it'll go to six or seven for sure. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I'm honestly I, I'm still exhausted from seven games with the Kings. You guys, you guys, hell of a team, hell of a year. Congratulations. I've loved being a part of the community the, the whole way through. Um, I had took a little hiatus from the Discord for the last uh, few weeks, but I'm back. <laughs> I'm cleansed and I'm ready to go. <laughs> did you wait? Did you take did you take a, a hiatus from Discord because you were trying people were talking shit about the warriors and you didn't like it or did you just need to like not be in a king's community as your team was going up against them in a playoff series 
That's a valid question. Um, no, honestly, people were talking shit about me, and it's it was hard to be in there consistently. Wait, was Deuce one of them? Oh, absolutely, but I love Deuce, so all is well. Oh, I, I just realized, God. too, we've said Discord like 800 times on this podcast tonight, and there's probably some people who don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, Discord is, I can drop a link at, at social media or something. It's just, um, it's like our little official community. It's page. so great. It's an app that you could download and we talk Kings basketball and other things. It so. filters out so many things though. Like when you don't want to talk about other things on like Twitter or wherever else you might chat yeah. with people. So make sure you get in our discord community, especially if you're a Kings fan. Well, Joel, I'm glad you had, um, I'm glad you took the time to at least pay your respects to the beam team absolutely hey good to, good to hear from you guys um uh, sleep beams sleep beams joel All right, joel very hey, sweet very nice yeah he See? didn't i was i i kind of was waiting for him to take and a he shot didn't at all and you even threw like like you're trying to rub game one in his face uh from tonight against i had to the test him i had to test him to and see he where like, he was at he was cool no and i would have been so pissed he did the right like, is... he did the right thing no you're just you're kind of an ass Oh man. Um let's go to who do we have here? Oh, our guy Jaskarn, another sixteen year old here. What's up, Jaskarn? I've been waiting for like almost half an hour for y'all to talk. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you little entitled kid. Hey, all right. Daddy Deuce. I don't blame y'all guys. I was just doing my work all the whole time. So be, oh good. To be fair. And and just to let you know, there's been a lot of people in the chats. Oh yeah, I know. Can you say sorry? No, you. I'm sorry. No, you. you don't need to say sorry. Anyway, yeah. though. Um, Thank you. Anyway, so how are you feeling after that playoff series? How are you feeling after this season? Um, just, eh, just, just sad but happy at the same time. I mean, we made the playoffs. That's what I'm happy about. Um, what? I mean, the the game seven, which is, and game five, just made me just upset. Oh, did you actually feel like pretty? emotional or were you like game five i was outside watching it. i mean the watch party and then i was like when curry hit those shots and draymond hitting those shots and clay too i think that curry shot at the end was like just got me to like okay what the heck this might be over but like luckily we won game six yeah like, okay i have faith i have faith for this game of game seven second half first half i was actually good it was like it was okay we're fine the second half just yeah game Went five back. was one of those games where reflecting back now it was a bummer because you lost a home game and you didn't want to lose a home game mm -hmm. and you didn't want to lose th your third in a row but god I, w I remember thinking about that game going they the warriors played like a perfect game you, you pretty special everyone was hitting tough shots from clay curry wiggins draymond scored over 20 and i'm going Look, the Kings yeah. didn't play well. The Warriors played awesome. You had a chance. You had a chance to tie the game in like the final minute. That's where I felt a little better going into game six. And then that game six was epic. I loved it. Yeah, well, that was one of the best playoff games the Kings have ever played. That game oh, six. Ever. Yes. And it was, it was so fun. A road playoff That's game fine. is so fun. Or when you win on the road in the playoffs. Mm, oh, my God. Wait, yeah. and you were at the watch party. How was how was the energy there? Uh, outside, uh, I wasn't. I didn't watch the the ones when they're at San Francisco. I didn't want those, but I yeah. mostly the home games. First game, I already told you, I lost my voice. 
Uh, game two, I didn't watch it. I just stayed at home just to recover from it. Yeah. Um, game five, I, it was fun. Didn't, didn't speak. Just stand there, stay quiet, scream a little. But, you know, <laughs> then did the same thing for game seven. Then second half kind of made me just like, made me want to almost throw my water bottle. Oh. Whoa, yeah. be careful. Well, I'm glad you, you didn't. want to throw that water bottle. Hey. It, was, it was just from Pran Express. So, yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Well, honestly, though, thanks for joining us all season long. It's been fun um, having the youthful crowd like yourself within this community. So thank you. I want to, like, to be fair, I want to thank you guys and mostly Kane's Twitter because, you know, if it wasn't for me, I mean, I don't know what it would be. I mean, it wasn't for, like, Kane's Twitter um, and you guys, too, because, you know, you guys are pretty great people to, like, talk to. And, uh, I mean, this year has been fun. Like, Kane's Twitter and mostly... Thank you. Pretty, and for me too, we are pretty like, great. What? Um, Deuce, take, take a compliment, bro. You're pretty, you're pretty take great. A compliment. You're pretty great. Right, I'll give you. I'll give you. Awesome. Heck oh, yeah. right. and he said, "Heck yeah!" Give me a hell yeah. All right. All right. Well, hey. And, um, what? One more thing about me, like for this, for King's Twitter mostly, it's like I was. I didn't know what to do, and I did like graphic design for it. No, I haven't. I mostly told you mostly told drew about it about the graphics i mean the videos i'd be making for the kings and um they actually went up good i mean i was just trying my best to do it keep and creating I didn't do this. creating i actually like just did this on my phone like when i'm talking to you guys on my phone right now like, yeah. i didn't do anything on my computer which is and i made videos too like the mixes and the videos for the playoffs i did like just not long like just two just some like I think one day before the playoffs started. So nice. like I I planted that video for like two months actually, a month or two, to pick the song. The the song part took a while, <laughs> but the videos I it was just planned. I just uh, right, we're in the playoffs. We're Bobby in the playoffs. Yeah, and I just did it, and they went pretty good. And you know, it was. I think Mark Jones retweeted mine was the De'Aaron Fox All Star mix when he got snubbed before it was like around December before he got snubbed, I and see. I was shocked when he did when I saw that. And That's awesome. That was one of your big moments for sure. And uh, oh yeah, big moments mostly you retweeting my other stuff too. Oh, yeah. all right, yeah. Jask. Well, keep creating, man. We appreciate you. Okay. Yeah, I hope you have a great night. Right. So you I'm too. about to sleep. I school tomorrow. I can't miss yeah, it. Yeah. Sleep beams. <laughs> He's so great. His personality has come out more and more too throughout the season. So cute. Uh, I love it. Some people, man, they just go. You're just like, I love it. They I'm feel comfortable. I'm trying to follow you. Oh, where are you going? Oh, okay. Oh. We're zigging this way. Oh, we're going that way. Okay. It's kind of like when I walk Carlin. Sometimes. You just don't know where he's going to go. I love it. Oh, I love and it too. And guess what you do? You go with him. No, you yank him a little bit. Remind oh him. Oh my God. What? Remind him who's boss. Talk owner are you? I'm not pinch car. Like, uh. Who's boss? Ew, that's right. not the no. God, you're awful at a lot of things. <laughs> you know, I just realized Neil was in the chat. I appreciate. It. I haven't even checked Twitch today. I've I've completely abandoned Twitch. Which wow. Is so messed up, man. What are you doing? Um, let's check in. We got to rapid fire this now. It's almost midnight. I know. I know. Hey, what's up, Jacoby? What's up, Deuce? What's up, Mo? How you, How you doing, doing, man? 
Nothing much, just recovering, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this has been a little therapeutic today. I, I When I went to the exit interviews yesterday with all the players, I told Morgan after, I'm like, that made me feel better. It just made me feel better about things because all the guys were super optimistic. They felt good about the season. They realized they have things to work on and went, all right, like, I think I needed to hear it a day after the season, which was cool. So are you are you feeling recovered now? Well, I went to game one and seven. Mm. So game seven was pretty tough um, driving home. So, but Monday I felt okay. Um, and it was felt good to see the Warriors lose today. So, but it was, <laughs> it was a special season. Um, the last time they made the playoffs, I was six years old and I'm 23 now. Wow. So it was, uh, being a first round exit wasn't going to take away that feeling, you know? Yeah, I, I think having that perspective is super important. And, yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Just I grew up in Sacramento, as most people know. And I went to some playoff games as kid. As a kid, um, I went to, like, three or four. I would have to save up my money to go. And I got, like, I sat in the last row for a playoff game. I sat by myself at a playoff game. It was yeah. epic. But I felt so grateful to for the first time in my life, be working in the business and be able to go to every single one of these games, games one through seven. I'm like that. That's where sometimes in this business, you have to remind yourself, Oh my God, this is why you do it. You do it for these moments that you, you get to witness this. And for you too, like you got to be at the Kings first playoff game, Morgan. Yeah. In 16 years. No, it was, it was epic. It was special. And that's like what I just keep reflecting on. So, you know, it's the hangover of feeling so great, but also, so I'm just so grateful. Absolutely. Like when I was 13, which was 10 years ago, I promised myself I would go to the next playoff game. That was the season we drafted Ben McLemore. <laughs> and then... Uh, 10 years later made that a reality so i mean wow. it was a heartbreaking ending but could not have asked for a more special season in my lifetime like just so many memories from it and it just it felt like it just felt like it was never like the special moments weren't going to stop coming like the double overtime game the beam 40 wins almost to 50 wins and then going to seven games versus the champs i was just like there's no way it ends here like that was my mindset going into game seven so but yeah. It was a special season. Such a fun ride, man. It was such a fun ride. And it, and even now that we've been talking about this tonight, it does make me even more grateful for the year. And it's not to say, like, we're, we're going to have a ton of podcasts over this season, over right. this offseason, talking about, all right, draft, free agency, what trades need to happen, what moves can be made. I just felt like tonight needed to be a little bit more of a, let's reminisce a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about how we're feeling and where things are headed and, and I, I'm beyond optimistic about where things are headed now. So, Jacoby, thanks so much, man. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Also, shout out to the Super Chat. Slimy Dog donating five bucks. HB missing that last shot in game four felt eerily similar to when the Lakers, uh, when Robert Ory hit the game-winning three in game four, 2002. HB's miss prepared me for a game seven loss, to be honest. Aww. I don't, I'm not going to go that far with that. I, that just I totally different, the super man. Chat. Yeah. <laughs> that Ori shot. Oh, man. man. All right. A few more? A few more. All right. Let's check in with Desire. What's up, Desire? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Good. Hey. What's up, man? Uh, I'm feeling, uh, I'm definitely heartbroken over this. Let's Are you that. still feeling heartbroken even a couple yes. days later? Yes. I'm going to be heartbroken for until the season starts up again. Ooh. Wow. Like, I, I mean, I had a, a belief that we were going to go a, at least a decent bit. That's... I mean, I believe that yeah. that we were going to beat the Warriors, that we were going to like end that. I wouldn't say necessarily end that dynasty, but, you know, everybody likes an underdog story, right? Oh, and that would have been the best story. And I think whenever I started believing that and I started seeing that as a reality, I had to take a step back and go, hey, I think I even said that to Deuce. I said, hey, you got it. Where are your emotions going to be if they do lose this game, though? <laughs> Remember, I did. I think that maybe I said that into game seven. And didn't playoff dudes handle it okay? And no, you did, but it's like, it's <laughs> just like, it's well, desire is not handling it okay. Still heartbroken in a lot of ways. And my point is, it's like, when it's not even about expectations, it's just about like not being realistic sometimes. And when you just truly see this image of them getting that win, you're going to be fully heartbroken. Right. And so is that and like, it seems like that's how you were feeling, but do you think it's, it, it will just die down a little bit as we continue to talk other basketball things in the summer? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because I think when it comes to, you know, a lot of the people that have been talking in this discord or the Twitter spaces, um, we have a lot of obviously younger people and we haven't necessarily felt this type of heartbreak before, at least in a long time. Um, so I think we'll slowly get over it. I was talking to somebody in discord the other day um, that I was super young. I think I told you guys before I was super young when we last made the playoffs and we all know the, the, 2002 Western conference, conference finals. I would have been definitely crying if, if I was to witness that. Yes. So to, to go through this, it's definitely heartbreaking. And I feel like I just got broke up with a long-term girlfriend or something, mm. but um, it's uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this team goes. So I, I'm, I'm not happy how we played, especially in the second half. You know, I'm not happy with, some players, I won't go into it, but you know, it is what it is. Who are you unhappy with, man? Uh, I mean, obviously, Herder, definitely Sabonis. <laughs> you guys know, come on, you uh, know. I, I, I just I feel good. I think both those guys, I felt, I felt are, a grin but behind that when you said that. I feel like both those guys are going to come back better than ever. I really do. I think Sabonis is just. He works too hard. He takes such great pride in his game, and he's a smart player. He knows that what happened to him in the playoffs can't happen again. And by the way, uh, Kevon Looney is a really underrated big in this league. He had twenty. Oh my he had twenty three rebounds tonight Dude. against the Lakers. But I think the biggest thing is a team playing off Sabonis like that. Mm-hmm. and having success can happen. He's got to be confident in his shot. So we'll see where it goes. Desire, thanks so much for uh, checking in, dude. Oh, oh kind of lost you there. It's all right. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. just saying thanks so much for checking in, man. Yeah, definitely, guys. You have a good night, all right? Bye, all right. Desire. Uh, in the chat, someone says, instead of Deuce, how about Mo and Bro? Because you guys look like brother and sister. How? <laughs> Let me see. It, we're, we're, because we're both white? 
Like, I, I don't think we look alike. You know what's funny? Aren't both of our eyeballs? What? But they just, we, we look like they're tired. It's almost midnight. It's almost midnight. That is funny. We need to get two more people. All right, in. let's do it. It, it. I'm going to the longest waits at this yeah, point. Yeah, hell so, yeah. Longest waits. Uh, Fox Believer, Murray, something, whatever. Uh, what, what's up? <laughs> Murray supporter. Yeah. Murray supporter. It's just, it's what's just such a long name, you know? Uh, Deuce wants to complain about your name. Uh. Uh. I got to make it shorter all of a sudden? No, do you. Do you. We're going to make it FBMS. What up, FBMS? Yeah, let's hope that stands for Fox Blue. I, me, me too. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, oh, what is that? Um, but seriously, how how are you feeling? I mean, obviously, your name alone explains a lot about you, but how are you feeling after Game 7 and how this season went? Uh, I didn't watch Game 7. Well, why? You're a Fox believer. <laughs> oh. I'm just joking. Um, yeah, no, I mean... I mean, look, I think just the, uh, I hate to be the same person who says, oh, well, no one expects us to go this far. Well, I don't want to be that kind of person because at the same time, too, it's like, I mean, that's Steph Curry. <laughs> like, he has experience in these moments. And, I mean, it's just kind of weird how our rebounding just sort of, I mean, I don't know. Was it that bad the entire series, or is it just weird no, that it I just mean, disappeared in Game 7? I think it, in their wins, it looked great. I think in their losses, they got destroyed. And I, I still look, I still maintain this, and I know Mike Brown talked about this today, and he was making the point that he went with TD just from an offensive perspective, and that TD did a really nice job on Steph in Game 6. But I, I just think with the way Steph was going, especially – in the later stages of that game, I would have gone back to Davion and mm -hmm. Davion made Steph work. Now, if Davion's in there, do the Kings win game seven? I don't think so. I think the rebounding was such a big issue. Yeah. And Davion wasn't going to help with that. But Davion could at least try to keep Steph in front of him, make him work a little extra instead of allowing Steph to to go off like that. Um, and you saw like even tonight watching the Lakers game. Vanderbilt did a hell of a job. Now, are you going to stop Steph completely? No, he's still going to find a way to close in on 30 points. But Morgan, Vanderbilt made Steph's life really hard in this game, in game one. And I would have liked to see Davion get that chance in a game seven. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Davion getting the chance in game seven definitely could have helped. But I think um, what you said, too, they need a rebounding. But, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing when... You know, Malik Monk ends up with nine rebounds. I mean, you need someone else to step up. You can't just have a guard be, uh, I think that was the second highest rebounds on the team that night, if I'm not mistaken either. Yeah, I mean, they got uh, killed on the glass that night. I mean, I, I'm fine with guards getting that many rebounds. It shows me that they have a mindset. And, you know, Sabonis and was trying to just push Looney off the glass to allow others to come in and get rebounds. That was kind of his focus at that point in time. But... I, I was I wasn't mad at that. It was the second chance opportunity. So they're killer because they're deflating they're too. Yeah. You know that was the other thing. But yeah, if they could have rebounded a few more times and finished off a possession, I mean. But you saw it again tonight. The Warriors did such a great job of getting those O boards against the Lakers tonight as well. And it just like it was 
deflating at times and it created second chance opportunities and more looks at the basket, but you know, it just wasn't enough for them in game one. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think just now the big question, I mean, heading to the off season, I mean, does Sacramento get viewed as a place where we still have to overpay for players to come here at this point? I think that's my question to you both really. Can I just say, I think almost every market has to overpay. And I think in the NBA world, like the only markets that don't are the giant, like everyone wants to be there type of market. Like a championship team that's filling out their roster that they're going to get some guy to play at a league minimum deal. Um, Look, I think there's a California tax as well. It's just, there's, it's Mm -hmm. more players lose a lot of money by playing in California compared to other States. They can go play in Texas. no uh income tax same with florida they're just other markets but you know there's the tax rate in california is pretty high for some of these guys but no i mean i think if you look at kings and free agency i mean who who have they really overpaid lately i mean malik monk that's a hell of a deal yeah malik monk signed two-year 19 million dollars for sacramento that's an outstanding figure so yeah well i i think they're going to be able to attract some more people but i appreciate you checking in let's go to one more He's been waiting a long time. Ron. What's up, Ron? Ron Amon. Ron Ron Amon. Ron Amon. Ron Amon. E-M-O-N. Oh, man, you've been there forever. 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 And with no even mute on. No, that's why. Hmm. All right, I'll leave him in there for a second. We can't end like that. We got to end okay. on a make. Let's end with stats. Stats, are you there? Hello? What up, stats? You're the last one Dude. of the night. Dude, I'm actually feeling pretty blessed. I thought I was going to get cut off there. Yeah, you almost did. You, you made the cut. <laughs> and if, if you don't knock it off, you're going to get cut I off. Uh, yeah, I'll mean, oh, go ahead. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, nah, I just calling in, man. I, you know, I've been super blessed by you guys uh you know being a part of this community um rough rough day a couple days ago you know i i'm I'm the guy from hawaii so i was actually making plans on was it friday night to fly out from hawaii to make game seven Mm. and i missed the last flight and i think that was just uh god looking out for me probably wait how did you miss it huh how did you miss it they won't let you, uh, United won't let you book a flight uh, within 60 minutes of the flight taking off. Oh, so you were really last minute. You're like, all right, fine. I'm just going to go. Like, literally last minute. My wife was like, you know what? You need to go. I've been a you know lifelong Kings fan since I've been elementary school. I'm like listening in a lot. Of, there's a lot of younger guys in here and girls. And shoots, uh, last time we made the playoffs, I was a senior in high school. And so... I was getting those vibes like I thought what you brought up about the Utah Jazz was such a perfect illustration. And that's why I think I feel pretty good, man. I feel pretty good. Uh, there's, I mean, the similarities are kind of nuts. Um, and it's like I was bummed. Dude, I yelled so loud at my TV with uh, Looney grabbing all those mm. offensive boards. I thought I was going to give myself an aneurysm. I had to calm down. But uh yeah, dude, I feel hopeful, man. These these guys seem like they have such great attitudes, and it's kind of like that family-friendly team of, you know, the famed 2001-2002 uh, 
uh, team where, you know, they're always doing the, with the rocketeer kick, you know, before the game would start. And I, I like, you know, what Mike Brown has done. So I just think that for all of us, you know, it's just completely, uh, it's the future's bright, man. The future is, is bright. It's very bright, man. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get a come for game seven, even though maybe, you know what, if you did, maybe the result would have been different. So maybe this is kind of on you in a weird way. Um, but you're forgiven. Dude, yeah. Well, next time, dude, I'm next playoffs, I'll be there for sure. Oh, I love hearing you say that. That's amazing. Well, if you're here, you know, to say what's up, but stats, I'm glad you didn't get cut off and I'm glad that we get to end on. Oh you yeah. Tonight. Me neither, man. Thanks guys so much for all the work that you put in. Look forward to the off season, uh, night chats and, uh, next season. Yeah. Sleep, hell yeah. Stats. Appreciate it, man. Thanks all right, so guys. Much. Have a good one. It's a good way to end it. Uh, we should make note of this. Uh, we're putting out a ton of content on our YouTube page. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, check out our YouTube page. There's content that we don't put on the actual podcast at youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo. Uh, just today alone, we've done Whoa. videos on Dylan, Dylan Brooks being done in Memphis. If Dylan Brooks makes sense for the Kings, uh, potential Kings Warriors Christmas Day game. Uh, we posted Mike Brown's end of the season press conference in full. We did reaction to the Knicks tying the series with the Miami Heat. And we put out a video about the Lakers game one win against the Warriors. This that was, was all, all today. today. Yes, all today. I thought that was yesterday and today. No, that was today. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So anything we're win, that breaks, baby. we're going to have it. So make sure to check it out and make sure to support it. Even if you're like, I don't really feel like watching a video about the Lakers can you just like like and comment it so we can continue to grow we want this to keep building in a big way we uh, appreciate you guys so 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 much we appreciate you guys kind of reflecting with us tonight it's been a lot of fun it was a fun season it's a good way to kind of close a chapter on the 2022-2023 Sacramento Kings the beam team a team that brought us so much joy that brought us fun basketball back to Sacramento and it brought us a beam. It brought us fog machines. I'll cherish this season forever. I shut up and light the beam. It brought us a tattoo. It brought us all together in a big Everything. way. And I think we're all excited about the future. Yeah. And we, thank you for being along for the ride. We love you guys, but we got to go. Sleeping. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.